Mr. T, uh, is that your mascara? That is indeed my mascara. Um, hi guys, so Saint Robert's podcast episode, who the fuck knows which one in the row. Uh, we are here with a few day gamers visiting Riga and we were just sitting in my apartment and I see Mr. T sitting on my fucked up couch. <laughs> and right next to him there is a mascara, golden one. Uh, and yeah, we started thinking, who, who, whose is it? It's probably some girls, we, we have no idea. So, uh, but if we're starting to talk a bit more more serious stuff, uh, can, can you give a little in- intro about, about uh, who you are? And uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm a day gamer from America. And I, I started uh, gaming about four years ago, actually. Um, I was definitely not doing it right at the time and about uh, a while ago i i heard of central but while i was doing a trip over in uh, riga and i came to meet up with him to see how he did his style of game and we did a few uh sets in riga and it was, it was lots of fun uh i ended up staying a week extra just because of how much i loved it me Yes, I loved you. Mm, so great. You kept me here. I remember your first trip, uh, and it, like when you, when you first came, I remember your your game was a lot of ni- nice guy game. You were your conversations were a mm-hmm. bit chit chatty. We did like I think we did one day. Yes. And by the end of the, that day, you learned you grew, you got it pretty fast. You just started teasing more, being more of a bad boy. And on on last night. Uh, you had this uh, insta date which ended at your place with Russian with lip up lip job. She just got the ah, day and you, yeah. she couldn't kiss you or whatever. And you, and your <laughs> biggest question was like you asked that like either I think we already had the group chat back then. Yes, we you did. asked like how do you escalate if I cannot kiss kiss her? Ah <laughs> uh, yes yes yeah. Uh, actually, that was literally I had I'd been walking. Um, it was about, I think, 8 p.m. And I was done. I was like, screw this. I'm going. I'm going to just fly back. And, you know, when you're gaming, it's always that time when you're when you're like, fuck this shit. And you see someone who's pretty and you might be like, I'm not going to do it. But sometimes that's all the difference it makes. <clears throat> so, yeah, I saw this, like, Russian girl who was just walking with a, a bottle of champagne. And I go over, open her. Um and initially it was definitely a bit social. And then I got into topics of like, of drugs and a lot of, a bit of risque things. And all of a sudden her mood changed. Um, and she were at Old Town and she says, Hey, let's, let's take a walk to the river and we can drink this champagne over there. She suggested it. She suggested it. She wanted. But well, I tried to pass her right by my apartment and be like, Hey, so this is where I live <laughs> on the way to the river. I did not immediately go up there. You know, she wasn't going to come, but we go to the river. I hung out there for a bit, uh, and I was trying to escalate, and she's like, oh, I can't kiss you, like, I just got my lips done. And I'm like, fucking A, what, what the hell am I gonna do? Yeah, script isn't working. Like, yeah, like, I was like, can't okay. escalate further. It's like, where am I gonna go with this? But, uh, nonetheless, I, I just kept on hanging out, eventually got her up to my, uh, apartment, and, and then she did let me kiss her a bit, but. On the other lips. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I, I guess I hadn't said that upright enough. But yeah, that was a, that was an interesting night. It was a nice. I made it all the way to the apartment. I just didn't like. I didn't go for the final. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I actually had one lay 
where I didn't kiss the girl until we were already fucking. Because she wasn't fine with kissing, but she was fine with everything else. So I decided, that she's like, fucking, let's go for it. I took her hand, took her to the bedroom, kissed afterwards. <laughs> Anyways, so why are we doing this? Because um, there are a couple of reasons. First, those who don't know Mr. T, he has a little secret that you could tell by his voice. First of all, we will talk a bit about Black Day game. Because Mr. T is a black guy, and I get questions from both black guys and very, and, and like, I got questions from everyone that's not white. I've, like, I've gotten questions from many people. How is it to go to places like Riga and, and, and other places in Eastern Europe? How is the game different if you are black, if you are Indian, etc., etc., etc.? So I get a lot of those questions. We will talk a little bit about that. Uh, is there like how, how does the game change does it help does it not what what about racism what have you seen in places because we had one situation in Riga uh-huh. uh, on, on one of the first days and we will talk about uh, a little bit about BDSM because that's something me and Mr. T have in common mm. uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I, I want to also talk about Whenever I have someone on the podcast, I love to talk about their story, how they how they got to where they are right now, because every like, there are several types of uh, day gamers, and they I, I could divide day gamers in three parts. There are guys who learn it really fast, really easy. Then there are guys who really, really have to work hard, and I don't like. I've met guys. For when I when I work with them, I know they will have to work a lot to get uh, successful. And then there are guys in the middle that they have to do their work. They have to be consistent. They have to whatever. Basically, they have to do the they have to do their part. But they they will be good. So Frank Frank on the previous podcast is on the the middle part. The guy who really has to put in some work to get successful but he has definitely good potential and mr t here is between the middle part and the guys who get it really easily uh, like it sounds it sounds bad but but i think there are guys for whom it's it's it is easier and i consider you one of those guys because you got your shit in order in life mm-hmm. you are in general a pretty happy dude living in manhattan i mean you like your life you have experienced shit. So for you, it's, it's kind of easy. So I want to talk a bit about your story as well. Um, let's... Hey, what was first? Day game or BDSM? Um, <laughs> I'd say day game. Day game? Yeah. How did you... What's your story? How did you... Um, well, the, the short of it is I didn't actually get into dating till I was about 24. How old are you? I you, am now 31. Oh, me too. Yeah, just turned 31. Uh, and it's funny because all I thought was that I'm going to get my girlfriend. I'm going to get married. I'm going to do it right. Fuck all these guys who are like screwing up their relationships. I'm the, I'm just going to be badass and like do it right the first time. Um, So I definitely delayed the whole dating thing. Okay. Then one day I tried to, I was like, let me, let me give it a shot. I had so much time on my hands. Let me go check it out. Try to approach a girl and disaster. Disaster. And all of a sudden, my life flashed before my eyes because I realized I had wasted my youth. <laughs> I kid you not. I fell into depression um, because I was like, wow, okay, I have been wasting time. Wait, and you were how old? 24? 24. Okay. 
any any online shit or whatever before no that. online nothing i literally Tinder wasn't even back then there Tinder wasn't even Tinder. yeah, yeah i think it was started like five years ago something like that there was plenty of fish uh yeah, and, well. and okay cupid and i used to laugh at people who are that was like of those, course yeah i was like you guys suck yeah because i thought i was the shit i yeah. really think people there suck uh, they do probably <laughs> most of them <laughs> But uh, yeah, anyway, I, I came to, a, it was a revelation for me and I had to, I realized I had a lot of work to do. Um, so I spent a whole year just talking to strangers on a bus, um, buses, elevators, just trying to get actually social because I was somewhat socially uncalibrated. Wait, wait let me interrupt you because mm-hmm. this is an interesting point. I didn't know this about you. So you weren't always chatty with people. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> it's something that I worked over many, many years. That, that is interesting because I have, I, I, I will work with a student, uh, in, in, uh, July in, in Prague. And, and one thing I understood about him already is he, he, he's not chatty with people. He's not uh, that social. He doesn't feel that comfortable in social setting. So I already thought about, okay, we will probably talk about things like that in general because it really helps game if you were social in general. Okay, so you started talking to strange people on buses. That, well, that um, must have worked very good. Uh, it did. I started with... Oh, so I already knew that tourists were friendly because I'd done at least one trip uh, before. Just the experience my friends and I had was that anytime we, we spoke to, to people when we're traveling, we're, we're more receptive and they're more receptive to us. So uh, when I came back from that trip, I was like, you know what? Tourists are always friendly. They're confused. Um, so if a random stranger starts talking to them, they're not going to immediately freak out. Yeah. And so I'd profile tourists while they're on the bus, like on my way to work, and I would just start random conversations, um, then learn things about the countries that they came from, which was good because later on, the next time I met a tourist from that same country, I just immediately had material to work with and they were like how do you know this and i was like oh yeah. like bitches all over the world <laughs> <laughs> um so i did that for yeah and i i it was my goal to talk to people in every situation it made me uncomfortable to be honest uh my motto back then was if it makes me feel uncomfortable i must confront it and so every social situation that i found myself in where i was like oh this like makes me scared then i would go and be like okay let me let me deal with it and I, I got pretty good at talking to random strangers and building imme- a lot of rapport really quickly. Um, Fulia, then I randomly saw a video of a pickup artist running after girls and saying hello. What did you see? This was Yad. Oh, you saw yeah, Yad? Yeah, Yad. Okay. I saw this random video of Yad. And I would have thought that that was like pre-planned because at the time I was like, pickup is, this is probably like all staged. Um, but because I had been doing similar things, just not going for a number, um, I was like, no, I know this is, this is something that, that actually happens. I just haven't been asking for numbers. Yeah. Now, the funny thing is there are times when I would start talking to girls on the bus and when they were leaving, they, they had this look like they had forgotten something. They were literally were looking at me with longing eyes and I was like, she looks like she forgot something. She forgot and to give you the number. S- silly me. Yeah, I, I didn't know I was supposed to ask for the number. Of so, course. So um, so you were day gaming before you learned about day game yes. and before you thought that it sec- could be sexual. True, yeah. And the irony is that at the time I thought I had superpowers because no one else was doing it. I was like, wow, look at all these losers on the day bus. Day game is a super... I, I Honestly, like day game is a fucking superpower, man. It is. Because when you talk to a an average guy i i i complain for example like i'm 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 very like shy to share this but last mm-hmm. month 
I had no new lays. I just like slept with girls who are on my rotation. And it was the first month since a day game where I didn't have new lays. Mm -hmm. And usually I have minimum of two lays every month, new lays. And when I talk to guys, sometimes I realize that most guys get two new lays a year. And, uh, and, and day game is a superpower. I totally agree on that. So what, 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 how did it, how did you proceed with? Um, yeah, I tried to meet up with one of the London people actually. Um, so this is already a year and a half in, um, when I actually started proper talking to strangers and trying to get dates. Okay. Um, I did actually get a few dates, which went very awkwardly because I had never been on a date up until that point. So that that is a big thing because guys think that it ends with day game and getting numbers. It just fucking starts then. Like, how many do do you know your stats? How many numbers do you have to get to get a date? Um. So I know that one in four approaches will be a number. Okay. Um And for a date, oof. I would maybe, say maybe, maybe you yeah. know your stats because you yeah. you're using the spreadsheet even I, more I than I do. I have a spreadsheet. Um, I can't remember. I think it was about forty five percent of my. Oh no no no, twenty uh, percent, roughly twenty percent of my uh, approaches would turn into dates. Not approaches, but number closes. Sorry, my number. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's no. the same for me. I, I have one out of five. I, again. I, out of five contacts I get, I get one date. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So you started getting dates. You decided to meet someone from London. Yeah. So, uh, because the London guy started it and, uh, in a way I prefer day game because it has a certain cheekiness to it. Yeah. And I, I, I'm just naturally cheeky. Uh, yeah. And so anything that's playful, but somewhat, uh, rebellious appeals to me. And so, uh, over all the other structures, um, I felt that this was most natural for me. Okay. So it's like being that person, you know, I know, you know. Did did you do any coaching with the London guys? Um, I did meet with uh, Yad uh, about two years ago. and But that was when he was in Canada or? Cause at he that point, he happened to be in LA. Okay. Yeah, he just yeah. I just chanced upon him. I was in LA. Um, and I was like, well, this is a guy that I learned from, technically. <laughs> so I meet up with him and... I'd realized that the gaming I'd been doing was not as intense as it, it had been before. I actually was averaging about maybe four actual proper open to number closes mm-hmm. uh, a month. Yeah. And I guess in the whole year, it would have come to maybe, maybe 10 yeah. total. So I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't know just what amount of. <laughs> um, I didn't know just what amount of, um, of gaming I needed to do. But uh, when I did meet up with them, we, we did like a full weekend where it was just so intense. My my brain was drained. I was emotionally drained. I was so self-conscious because I was running around in front of people, stopping girls. Um, and there's just so much going on. Like yeah. the very first time you do an actual intense proper day game session, as a beginner, you do feel quite overwhelmed. Of course. And it drains you about four sets and you're like so freaking drained. You don't want to do any more. That's strange. Yeah. Why? Because I've, I've never seen that experience in my students. Really? Um, I don't know. I've I've experienced it and 
Willa, Willa, were you? Because we have another day gamer here who's assisting. We will get him on a podcast, but he knows the task he has to fulfill. Willa, were you overwhelmed on the first day game session we did? So, yeah, the first 30 minutes after a few approaches, I was really like in my head and really drained. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I yeah. didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, you do feel drained and like, he's like, man, this is very intense. And it's because all things are firing your fi- your brain is firing to f- think of things to say okay. you're dealing with the emotional impact of failed sets you're dealing with the spotlight effect okay so how how did it go after the weekend um so that weekend uh i was like okay this is the intensity i need to be doing yeah. um and so i go i leave la i go back and um I set myself a goal. Okay, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna be doing this intensely. So I managed to get myself out. Like Saturday, I'd wait in the morning and I'd go. Um, I'd do about five sets and then be like, okay, I can't do anymore. <laughs> That's fine for the beginning. <laughs> um, but this did go on for about a year, right? So whereas I knew that I needed to approach an approach, I was just not doing still the volume was not as high as it should have been. So you, what, what do you get away from, from that weekend was that you have to do volume, you have to do yeah. a lot of sets. And how did you, how did, what was the process from realizing you have to do a lot of sets, which is basically step one mm-hmm. or step two, step two, what's called step two. Mm-hmm. First, you have to do first set, then you have to do a lot of sets, and then you gradually move to becoming better and better. So how did you move from just doing a lot of sets and actually getting laid from day game? Um, at the time, I didn't have structure, actually. I just knew how to approach and kind of wing it, improvise, right? <laughs> um, I did uh, then look up. I, I didn't have a structure, so I had to find a way to have a structure to my game. Otherwise, yeah. I was just kind of throwing things in the air and not really... Yeah, there is a lot doing. of that stuff on the internet where um, you just like, yeah, do... Yeah. Yeah. Uh landed on Tom's material. Yeah. And it did... It's at that point that I actually had an actual beginning to end idea and just having those fine points of this is where you are this is kind of what you're supposed to be doing at least allowed me to improvise within those parameters and kind of come up if i didn't have material ready to kind of come up with things to to work with uh during the interaction for each step yes and just recognize where i was in the interaction yeah tom's stuff is very structured (laughs) that's why i I use it for myself and for students as well yeah, so uh, having that structure allowed me to a bit to be a bit more confident in um, my uh, day game process, and I guess that confidence also allowed me to more uh, to be more open to the whole thing of doing more sets because no longer was I just guesswork. Yeah. I actually had a process to follow, and in having that process, I could kind of work to tweak certain things if I felt that they were not uh, they were not set up. Um, so compliments were hard. <laughs> I started with compliments and I used to have a, a, a note where when I was at work, I'd look out the window and I would see someone doing something and I would be like, okay, how would I open her? So I had a lot of different lines. I really, I really like this thing because that's what, uh, that's what uh, I sometimes tell people do. Like don't even do the sets if you are mm-hmm. too scared. Just uh, look at people and write down things you could say, things uh, you could use as a compliment, things you could stack on. Uh, I like your, I like your yeah. approach. I, I have used it a lot. Yeah, so I, I did. I did do it in steps. Um, the first was because I never had the opens proper. I used to always guess. I used you must be Swedish, which was kind of dumb because some people are clearly not Swedish. Yeah. You're not gonna go to a black girl and be like, "Hey, you look very Swedish." It's gonna be like the fuck. Um, so I did come up with a observation uh, tease, observation uh, compliment, 
um, structured styled um, lines for myself. Yeah. And then uh, that's when I started getting better with the opens. And later on, slowly had to work on teasers. And, and then kind of like a little bit of the, the comfort is really easy. The rapport is easy if you're, you're fairly socially calibrated. It's just having a You learned it on, the, on buses. Yeah. yeah, it's basically what you have just when you're not asking for numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, the rest was kind of figuring out the date request. Um, big note is that this did not all happen at once. It took very many months, quite very many months of of working with different aspects of the model. How how did you keep yourself motivated to go out? Um, well, <laughs> initially it was because I, I knew I needed to fix some part of my life that was clearly not sorted out. I had everything else sorted out, funny enough, but this was one thing that really bothered me and I needed to figure it out. Um, it was hard in the beginning. Uh, you know you want to do it, but then there's all this fear and self, self, self-doubt and then like negative self-talk. And, and obviously if you have no one you're gaming with, I had no wings. I did all mm-hmm. this pretty much solo. So I had no one to to kind of guide me for the most part. And I had no one to lean on for emotional support. Um, it did take a while, but in the end, I knew that it's, it's this or nothing because nothing else at that point, nothing else in my life mattered or was, I was not as happy with everything I had because of this one thing that I thought I had failed at or that I was failing at. Pussy. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, and when did you, so you did the trip, what was that when I met you in Riga, was that your first day game trip or? Um, no, that wasn't my first day game trip. Um, one of my, um, one of my strategies to uh, kind of getting a handle on this was to travel. Because as I met different people, I got different uh, insight. And that insight was very helpful in helping getting me to easily build rapport or to have teasers and have material with which I could actually hold interactions. In a way, I was becoming interesting just because of my own travel. Um, but also putting myself in a situation where I knew nobody, where I may not have spoken the language and where I had to figure shit out really fast. Um, so I put myself in those situations so that I could become more comfortable um, with discomfort and figuring out ways to to work my way through those situations. Um, the time that we met, I had decided I was going to do a full, uh, a longer Euro trip and kind of see how girls in different countries behaved and kind of calibrate my, find a way to calibrate my, uh, my style based on individual um, culture and individual um, behaviors and differences. Interesting thing is my intensity with day game did not really get that great until I made that trip, until I made the trip here to Riga. Mm-hmm. Um, How come? What what was in Riga's, the, what took your intensity to the next level when you came to Riga? Uh, I realized how you guys, how motivated you guys were. The time I came in, I think I was still doing my kind of five, maybe maybe six sets kind of thing. But every time I'd come out of my apartment, I'd see you doing sets right <laughs> yeah. at about lunchtime. And then um, I'd go back and then the evening I'd come out and then I'd see you doing sets. And you'd not be alone. You'd be like 
two, three other people, and I was like, "Damn, these guys are like these guys do not stop." <laughs> um, that was that was a like that time for me was intense, crazy fucking day game. A lot of like, yeah. I I went out in a, like around noon when people have lunch breaks. I if I didn't have a date at night, I, I would go out again, do some more sets. Fuck it, yeah, we were intense back then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh I, I did not I was like, this is crazy. I don't think I can keep it up. It does it does take a lot of energy, especially when the honest thing is that when you're starting out, because you're learning so much and because you do you will fail, right? It's it's expected. There's there's no way you can learn unless you fail. And it's in some of the hardest lessons that you will learn never to make that mistake again. I've had so many of those where I was like, I will never make this mistake again. It's so painful when you're so close and then you screw up. Like not knowing what to do when you can't kiss a girl. <laughs> yeah, that or where you take a number and you don't save it and it's oh, like the fuck. hottest girl ever and you just did not take a screenshot. And now I screenshot all my numbers before I, I do anything else. Yeah. Um, but just seeing that uh, and also one of the things you did is you shared your spreadsheet with me and I found it amazing that you had done, at that time, I think almost 800 sets. Probably around that. Yeah. yeah. And I really did not want to keep a spreadsheet because I, I always thought that game was supposed to be spontaneous and <laughs> kind of that whole romantic thing whereby if Fuck you make it. it too scientific, it kind of takes the humanity out of it. But you have to appreciate the fact that this is a skill you're building and in keeping track and seeing where you're your pain points are and also seeing where you are failing, it actually gives you a better idea of what improvements you have to make. Um, so that's when I started keeping a spreadsheet. And uh, I noticed for a while, I was like, hey, I'm doing lots of sets, but I'm not getting any dates. What's going on? It turns out that on that trip, I made, I did a lot of sets. I think I got like eight contacts mm -hmm. in my spreadsheet. In Riga. I, yeah, in Riga. I'd never texted any of them. Yeah, that was your thing. You were getting... I re no, no, I remember. I, I had totally yeah. forgotten. You were getting numbers, mm -hmm. but you were not texting them. And I told you that that's one of the weasels that you are afraid of. That's like the next level of rejection is them not responding. Right. And you, you had your own opinion why you're not texting, but I just told you, fuck you, you're not texting because <laughs> you're scared of rejection. <laughs> <laughs> well... I didn't even, I didn't have a good texting strategy and all my text experience prior, whenever I texted, it just kind of fell flat. And it's kind of like, I got to a point where I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. Yes. And texting I know is that, a I know that, thing. yeah, I'm coming back to the same point each time. And so it was kind of help, having a bit of helplessness where I was like, I have the number. I know I did the set. I don't know where to go from here. So let me just not text. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I leave Riga, I go back home and I look at that. I'm like, okay, this is dumb. I need to text at the very least. So I, I changed that and I started texting and it did move my spreadsheet. I started having, I have a lot of columns. You've seen my spreadsheet. Yeah, it's I more like you up, You took mine and you upgraded it. Yeah, it's I, I more serious than mine. It's so intricate, like so many levels of everything. But I broke it down so that I was like, okay, I did text. They responded, did I do the date request? If I didn't do the date request, then I can't be bitching that I'm doing sets and not getting results because I'm. But clear. you added something that was in my spreadsheet. But you added something. Oh more. yeah, yeah. No, I you added, added a lot of shit. I added. Did I um, in the set? Did I tease? Did I challenge? Oh, fuck, did I man. Kino? If not, did the girl um, ask me any question? Um, I definitely yeah. If they if I texted and they didn't respond, did I ping them? Right, because sometimes 
I don't know, people have busy lives. So they may, if the set was really strong and someone goes cold, yeah, they may have gone cold for some yeah. reason. It's not a reason not to try at least to ping them. Yeah, um, I agree. But I realized in certain cases, I would send the, the text, they would respond maybe once, and then I'd send a message and then they wouldn't respond and I'd drop it. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't ping these. Yep. Um, so I, I had to start also actively pinging. Okay. Um, yeah. One thing I wanna, I wanna, uh, like, it's a thing I believe in about like game being this romantic fucking thing where mm-hmm. you just happen spontaneously. You don't need stats. You don't need all of that shit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys online have that that approach that you shouldn't keep sets. Actually, I think guys who learn from London Day Game Model, they are the only guys I know who keep stats. Mm. All the rest, uh, everyone that I know who learns from other companies, well, well let's not talk about their results. That's <laughs> a whole different topic that everyone knows my opinion on. Um, they are very against keeping sets. They are uh, a lot of times against structure because it's fun. But what I believe in, I do believe in natural game mm-hmm. as an end result. Yes. Like you get to, let's say, one out of 50 one layout of 50 opens, you get to that with structured game. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, to, to really get to really, really good level, I think you have to start dropping, uh, you have to start dropping, uh, yeah, you can respond. We are getting, uh, tell that you are leaving today. <laughs> Mr. T is, is trying to set up a date for, for today. I have a Wi-Fi, by the way, That's fine, if yeah. you need. Oh, but you have data on this SIM card. Yeah, we are texting with girls while we are doing this. Because Mr. T is leaving tomorrow, so he has to bang someone fast <laughs> to get a Latvian flag. Have you got a Latvian flag, by the way? No, yeah. So so what I was talking about, I, I do believe in a natural game as an end result. Uh, that once you are once you are really good in following structure and you are getting let's say one layout of fifty, which is where you are right now, mm-hmm. which is decent stats. Uh, yeah, yeah, just send that uh, and uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and ask her what time are you free? Like, no, don't do what time are you free? Yeah, just uh, they give my advice in real time. Yeah, day game advice in real time. He's uh, he not, he date requested girl says maybe tomorrow. By the way, she responded very like one and a half hours later. But it doesn't really matter because it's the last uh, day you're here, so you can respond. Uh, I fly out to London tomorrow morning. Uh, I'll and I'll I'll be back only in autumn, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like just so that she has a hope of you being her i mean i will be back fucking her more than once you'll be bringing me back right of course i only come here for you you come here for me mm. yes we have a very special and your coffee love, love yeah by the way let's take a sidestep you like coffee how did you like my coffee because i'm a specialty coffee geek we, we did dyro press with the beans from colombia Porlex grinder. Yeah, yeah. No, it is actually a very good coffee. It's not, uh, it's it's very uh, mellow. A lot of coffees that I actually stopped doing, like, um, what is it, brand name coffees, because they're just too acidic. They're not, they're not, yeah, they have no love. They yes. Have no love. Very yeah. plain and strong taste. Yeah. Like, there is no, yeah, they you just don't, you don't taste them. Af- apart from the strong coffee taste, you don't. I'm sorry, this is probably not interesting for 90% of the <laughs> listeners, but I know that there are some other coffee geeks who are listening. So if you are, 
shoot me some messages send, send me some send me some coffee <laughs> i'm a poor latvian boy living under the bridge <laughs> uh, i'll fly out to london tomorrow i'll be back only i'll be back don't do the only i'll be back in in autumn awesome um I'll let that okay. sit and oh you can stay. say you can you also add i'll be free in an hour i'll be free in in an hour um so so yeah once you start dropping this once you have good results from structure you can start dropping the structure you can first start by dropping the open mm-hmm. not not knowing what you will open with then you can start dropping compliments using random random compliments when you do for example when i open i just say hey if they freak out because they open from behind so sometimes they freak out they say oh sorry i scared you a little bit i didn't mean to i'm sorry I just really liked your whatever this is. And I, I, I gesture with my hand to her clothes and her style. And was just, I said, just, I really like all this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, It's a strange job, but it, it works very good for me. And and so that that's a way you start dropping structure. And, and I think it's important if you want to really get to the, to the next level. But that, that's a whole different conversation. Let's not go there or we will yeah. sit here for four hours. I can just say this real quick. Um, the structure is definitely needed to get you out there and getting that experience. The positive reference experience will get you doing this more. And eventually you will come up, as you get more comfortable, you will kind of come up with your own stuff that you f- you're feeling great or whatever. You just come up with something different and it works and you're like, okay, this works. I'm going to use it because it works for me. But you should never do that unless you're getting one out of 50. <laughs> Some guys have their opinions about the material that they're learning from. They, it fucking works and they, they are good and it's an awesome coach. Well, unless you're getting laid, you don't really... I, I know this sounds aggressive, but I mm-hmm. don't think you have a right to have an opinion about good or bad coaches unless you're getting laid True. a lot. Like, yeah. Shut the fuck up. It's, it's like, I don't even get in those arguments when guys try to prove that some coach is really good if the guy who's learning from the coach isn't getting laid enough. So that's how you got to where you are now? Yeah, so I, I started keeping my stats. Uh, I did that very good from October up until about March. Then I kind of stopped keeping stats. I actually need to start them again because I, I got sloppy. Yeah. I, I've stopped seeing where I am losing, where I'm getting stuck. And I, I guess in a way, it's important for me to follow my own advice because I know that looking back uh, at the spreadsheet, looking back at the prior approaches, it gives you a very good idea of where you stand and what improvements you've made. Uh, while you're doing the sets, it's very easy to be like, okay, I'm not getting results, I'm not improving. But if you look at it, um, you'll actually see that slowly um, things have been getting better. Okay. Uh, one one of the things uh, we wanted to talk about, let's touch it shortly, because I don't consider myself a big expert on this, but I have a little bit of opinion on that. Uh, let's talk a, a bit about open loops when you are traveling. So... What, what what was the question you had about open loops? Right. So I have traveled to a lot of places and I do game over there, but you do get time constraints whereby the people are just not, the girls are just not available uh, within the short window that you're, you're there. And you either burn the boats or you try to, the only alternative would be to kind of try to leave it open, especially if you travel a lot, and I do, um, to leave it open so that, 
we can work with it the next time. But I don't know how to to kind of have something going for the period of time that I'm away. Um, and that's basically how do I deal with, how do we all deal with open loops? Yeah. Well, first, I, I don't want to talk about shit that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so let's talk about things that I, I, I do have experience with. The first, I, I think if you cannot get laid in a city in five days, that like don't go for us to a city for five days. <laughs> As, uh, you, your first trip was with the idea to see how girls different in, uh, react in different cities mm-hmm. uh, and explore that. So I think it's fine then to just do a few days in each city, which is what you did, and then you stayed in Riga for one week longer than expected. Mm-hmm. But I think if you really want to do the whole thing and get laid, then do a longer time in a city. Like, let's say if you're doing two week long trip, then just fucking go to one city for two weeks and learn the process. Like do it in, for, do it in the time frame of two weeks. And then once you can really get laid in two weeks, cut it down to a week mm-hmm. or whatever. We have guys in group who travel to destinations. For three to four days, they get one or two notches in in the time frame. It's it's amazing. Uh, so that is that is one thing. Another, and uh, I've had uh, like a few short conversations with with Tom Torero when I met him on the street, and we spoke about this a little bit. And and what I know he does, or at least used to do, he when he last year used to come to Baltics, he did a few days in uh, Vilnius, which is in Lithuania, and then a few days in Riga. Uh, and what he would do, he would go to a city, go hardcore for a few days, get numbers, go to a city that is nearby, like in a country that's nearby, do game there, while texting with the leads he got in the first place, mm-hmm. go back, close the close the leads, mm-hmm. then go back to uh, other loca- second location, close, close the leads. leads. So I, I think it's it's okay, even if you're doing a trip for a few weeks, do first, like split it up in parts, like mm-hmm. be in one place, then other, then the first one, then the second one, just so that you can get the dates in. Uh, I think also make sure you know how to get laid in your own city. <laughs> I, I think if, if you really are traveling to get laid and get flags, not, not to learn and to explore. And if it's only for like, it's never only for delay, but if it's the number one reason, then yeah, make sure you can get laid in your own city. Uh, I don't try to keep my leads long, honestly. Like I, I don't even try to keep my leads from other countries alive. Like I can I, honestly, I don't really. If I know I'm going to that city, I will. But that's just what I do. I will ping something before, like a few weeks before mm-hmm. I'm going there. Get the conversation going. Go there and. Uh, I think, but I cannot say that it's true. Uh, I think things like Instagram might help. If you are using your Instagram and if it's at least a bit developed and you can use it to DHV, then uh, in addition to texting over text, uh, over WhatsApp or whatever it is that you use, uh, follow each other on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I never ask for their their Instagram. Mm -hmm. What I will do is... I will send. I will post a picture, a really good one. The one I posted where we were in that lighthouse a few days back. It's a fucking good picture. I look really hot there. Thanks mm-hmm. for taking a picture. You're welcome. So what I do is, I take a link for the picture that mm-hmm. leads to my Instagram. I send it to them. Yeah, I had some friend, had some fun with friends that are visiting from US yesterday. Yeah. And they go to my profile. They like the picture. They subscribe. They follow me. I follow them back. And then you can kind of 
keep it up over at least you're like in each other's lives a little bit mm-hmm. unless she has 20,000 followers then fuck it don't <laughs> do it doesn't really matter <laughs> but that's just what I do I'll, I, I'll ping something a few weeks before I'm going there and uh, maybe some of the leads are alive yeah I know other guys they still ping they do it not as often yeah I know other guys who talk to girls over over phone calls and shit like that I don't do that fuck it I game where I am and I don't really worry too much about keeping the leads alive so the only advice I can give to you is go for a longer time to to a city you're going. Um and yeah, get laid consistently within within that time frame. But then again, I'm not expert on day game travel. Uh so yeah, that's about keeping the loops open. Until your next trip. <laughs> until my until your in next the fall, trip. Yeah. yeah, until your next trip. But you can still chat to girls from Rigo like once in a while and and uh uh, experiment with that and when you're back you will you will give us a guide on how to keep open loops for six months <laughs> um i i know that you in the beginning you didn't do that many sets per week and then you got to doing uh solid volume so what helped you what helped you to do more sets per week um so the last when i got back actually i i, I did amp up the um the number of sets. And one of the things that did happen was uh, there is a bit of a grind to doing sets on your own. And as a beginner, you will definitely have situations where you're super down. Um, I'm sure you can remember the time that I called you up and I was like, hey, I'm doing sets and this sucks. How do you motivate? I actually asked you, how do you motivate yourself to go out? And you gave me this uh, little um strategy of hey before you sleep um think of all the good things that have happened to you um and kind of write down the, the good points and kind yeah. of like write all the things that you appreciate yes um, it's it's self-helpy but it's where it very works yeah and also just that uh you added uh also keep track of some of the new things you learned in game yeah um but to be honest the biggest thing that allowed me to keep going was just knowing that you face the same kind of issues or that you have faced it in the past yeah. and that I'm not the only one. Yes. And, and I'm sure that many people listening to this who are going to feel almost exactly the same. You get up and you're either super anxious or you have a lot of self-talk going on uh, or you can't get yourself out of the apartment. It happens to all of us. You just have to go. And the only way you can start is by starting. You literally open the first person you can and just keep going. Yeah, that's why I love doing these conversation, conversations with guys who learn game because to some of the guys uh, listening, this this might be oh, just like boring fucking conversation. But I know that there are guys in the audience that really, really relate to this stuff. Uh, either it's someone who wants to know how it's like, uh, to, like if you come from US to Europe or like if you weren't that social in the beginning or what, what, what's with day game if you're black, etc. So I know that guys, like in each conversation like this, there are guys who really, really, really relate. Uh, actually, what you said about remembering the good things and writing down the good things that happened in a day, how you, how you achieved something, when I created like the new day gamer program, like which is the thing to, it basically helps guys to get to doing twenty five sets a week every week, 
and uh, part of it is part of it actually is like in the middle of it. I, I kind of know when the guys will break down and they'll say, "Oh, I did everything that week. I did everything this week. I did everything this week." But like the, on the fourth or fifth week, ah, I didn't go out that much. I didn't do it. I know there is this breaking point where you have to, and that's why that's what I use there. I use those things about writing down the positive things that happened, writing down ten things you've learned, blah blah blah. So it actually, your advice helps a lot of people. Yeah, one last thing is that it's important to have that because the whole way to get better in day game is to actually do more sets. And not just do more sets, but learn from your sets, practice new new things that you know will get you in the direction you're headed. And having a way, reducing the, the friction or the inertia to actually going out and doing more sets is really one of the biggest things to overcome because once you're doing more sets, so long as you are following a structure and and looking at ways to improve based off of the previous session, you will get better so long as you're able to go out. So having that resolved is what will get you doing more sets. And if you do the more sets with structure, you will get better. Yes, there is an important thing I really want to add here. There are guys who do a lot of sets and have shit game. And it's uh, and they really believe that oh they're doing it all right and well, like it's just they don't even understand where like they believe they're doing everything right but they're not not improving not not moving forward and a lot of the times it's mo- it's using the wrong material if you've done thousands of sets but aren't yet getting laid it's uh, either you are not using the right material. And even if, as, as Mr. T said, you have to look back at your sets, which is probably recording them, if even if you look back at them and you still are not improving, it means you don't, you don't know what you don't know. You are not seeing the mistakes you're making. And I know some guys that have done thousands of sets but have very bad results. Uh, so if you are listening to your sets and you, you don't see mistakes you're making... Yeah, just get coaching. N- not not to like, not to pitch or anything. But seriously, if if you've done thousands of sets and are not getting laid consistently, there's something wrong. You just don't see what it is. And uh, yeah, go get that fixed. Okay, let's let's get to something more interesting, interesting, appetizing, appetizing, appetizing. So uh, just as I am uh, a bit of a, I'm not that. I don't consider myself a sick BDSM freak, but uh, whenever I meet a girl who is into BDSM, they are so lucky because they always complain that in Riga, so few guys are into BDSM. Everyone's nice and soft and lovely. And, and they say, well, I basically had to take his uh, hand, put it in my throat and hold, tell him to choke me. And he didn't choke me hard enough. So it's harder, harder. So they are really... <laughs> they are really into that shit and um, so what's your what's your BDSM story how did you get to it uh, how does that work with your day game how do girls react to it mm. in Manhattan etc yeah um, BDSM story I I once spent a little bit of time in San Francisco where uh, you do get alternative lifestyles and initially I was actually very closed off to a lot of what was going on but um, again, during my year of discovery and just trying to figure out how to socialize with people, I was like, I'll say yes to anything once, so long as I can walk away from it. And one of my friends suggested we go to this very lovely cafe uh, called Wicked Grounds. Um, I recommend if anyone is in San Francisco, go check it out. 
Um, so the cafe, they sell coffee, but at the back room, uh, there are all these bondage um, peripherals, like these accessories and books. And on every first Wednesday, they do a, a bondage uh, session where they teach you how to do ropes. So randomly, my friends and I went over there one evening and uh, yeah, we got shown the ropes. We, we tied, I tied a few people. Um, and that was kind of, uh, yeah, I tied one of my colleagues. She was very, she was very subtle. It's actually two of us tying her. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like how I got into ropes. And I just like how ropes can be done in a way that a girl looks sexy in them. That's really for me, the appeal. Um, because I, I like being able to make things where I can look back and just admire my work. Um, so I got into that. And uh, later on, in, uh, as I kept on getting better at day game, I actually did start telling the story of how I used to, how I went to Wicked Grounds once. I somehow kind of, depending on who the girl is, yeah, if she looks like she's uh, very adventurous, I will kind of bring it up and tell the story of how I went to Wicked Grounds and tied up one of my colleagues. And I do have a photo <laughs> of, a t- of the whole knot that I did. Um, I've done that and... Uh, some girls have been like, yeah, I definitely recommend ropes. Like they've actually been very encouraging. Uh, and I also do bring up, Hey, I can't get tattoos cause I don't know what kind of tattoo to get, but I, I'm very easy with piercings. So I'm like, I was thinking about getting nipple piercings. What do you think? <laughs> and depending on their reaction, it kind of sets the tone. Um, so I use that nipple piercing kind of story or idea to kind of see just to push the buttons and see where I take the conversation. But that's how I find out who is open to to BDSM. And uh, and then the rest is kind of like just work it out and kind of say, hey, I, I have some ropes. I actually bought a bunch of ropes. Um, and I got two Naughty Boys. Thanks for the recommendation. Um, yeah, and I've been kind of practicing a few a few different knots and different things on my on my own. And that's what I'm going to be seeding. Uh, Any fucked up bondage stories? Not just yet. No, not like fucked up because the most fucked up thing that happened to me once when we were doing bondage, like Mm -hmm. I can't even tell that. It's like one of the first things about bondage is safety. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I fucked it up once. (laughs) She fell off my couch. (laughs) Like this this couch. While tied? Yeah. Pants behind the back, everything. Really, really stupid. From all all the bondage stories, that was the most fucked up. It was a I don't I felt so bad. Like nothing happened. Like she right. didn't give a fuck. Like I felt really bad and, and re like I rethink my approach to everything and, and to the safety and I really had a deep deep some deep thoughts after that. Okay. How so you do this seating on, on the set or in the date or um I I do a mild mentioning of it while in set. Of course you do have to you calibrate based on how the girl reacts, right? If it's kind of not positive, you change. Don't push the subject; just switch okay. to something else. How does that? How how does that work for you? Have you have you seen that as an effective thing to do in a set? Um, yes, uh, it it definitely it sets the tone. Whereby, if at any point the girl was not sold, if they're really into it, they're sold, right? And they they do open up. Uh, on their own experiences. I, I met this one girl who, when I mentioned the whole bondage thing, she was like, oh, I went to this conference where, and she was the cutest girl ever, like super innocent looking, except for her piercings. Like you really couldn't tell. 
Um, and she's like, oh, I went to this uh, conference where I wanted to get tied up, but I didn't. I chickened out. I was like, oh, well, you know, we could make that happen. And you do that in a set? Uh, well, I mean, that's where the direction was going. So okay. I don't recommend this for all sets, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah you have yeah, to yeah. calibrate. But because uh, we're, she kind of mentioned that, I was like, well, you know, I've been looking for someone to tie out. Random guy from the street. <laughs> Let's tie you up. Um, if you're ever up for it, like, yeah, you could do it. Um, yeah, so. Okay. Calibration, though. Yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's what I wanted to know. How does that work for you? Because there are different things you can do in sets and whether they're good or not. For example, I've, I've tested Kino, like light Kino moves and in sets, like checking out her watch or like touching her shoulder. I used to do that. Lately, I don't. Mm-hmm. I've stopped doing it. I've uh, stopped talking that much. I don't bring up sexual topics in sets, but just as you do, I bring up parties, drugs, and uh, wild travel and, and things yeah. like that. But I, I, I kind of toned down my sexual aggression yeah. and said, let's call it like that a little bit. I could say one thing is that I do mention traveling to Amsterdam as a thing. So I take myself yeah. out of the... Uh, of the story and kind of just talk about how I experienced Amsterdam. So it's no longer kind of talking about us being sexual, but just how I was in situations where these kinds of things were happening. And at least that kind of, it it lets the girl kind of fill in the gaps or at least contribute uh, based off of her comfort level. And then I kind of work. Filling the gaps is a good, is a good thing to do. Like you tell something and kind of leave something out. Let them, let them do some of the work. Yeah. I think it's important to make sure she doesn't put you in a box of like guy who does sex tourism. <laughs> Goes to Amsterdam yeah. to, to sleep with girls. Again, as I say, you may do this once and you screw it up and you may do it again, but you learn, you really learn how to calibrate. It's, yeah, it's, it's very high level calibration. Some like, and someone might listening might think, oh, I'll go and tell every girl how I went to Amsterdam and, uh, and did, uh, I don't <laughs> know, like did, did Molly and uh, did crazy shit. And well, yeah, try that and then it yeah, doesn't you fucking learn. work. <laughs> you will learn that it doesn't you will work. Learn. And yeah, you'll you be will like, learn. okay, I won't say that much next time. Like, it's <laughs> happened. Like That's how I learned yeah. how to to tone down. Or, I, like, I remember, like, I even speak in sets sometimes about things like seeking arrangement and mm-hmm. interviewing uh, the sugar baby who mm-hmm. I did a few podcasts back. And it's sometimes it's a very good thing to do in a set. It's yeah. a DHV, it's a spike, it gets them intrigued. Wait, you interviewed someone. Why did you, what, why do, what do you do? Why do you do interviews? And they ask, hey, what do you do? Right. And then I can tell the polite version of what I do. <laughs> or just like, oh, yeah, yeah, not today. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the last topic I want to talk about. It's about, uh, it's about day game, being black in day game. Day gaming while black. <laughs> Day gaming while black. Yeah, yeah. So, so how does that? Uh, how does that? Yeah. What do you have to say on that? So it's it's interesting in that you. I do. I've always wondered because every. I don't know how many black day gamers. You want to know whether you are a candy in Europe? 
in, in places like Latvia? Well, in Latvia, everybody stops for me. Like the last yeah. time I was here, one of the, the reasons uh, I came back is because it was just, I was kind of like a mini celebrities. Yeah. People were asking to take photos with me. I was like, wow. What? Yeah, yeah, Riga? Yeah. There's a time I was walking in the park and like what the, the these fuck? random kids and like just giggling and they're like, hey, like, could you take a photo with us? In here? Yes. Because, yeah, the thing about Riga, we have a lot of, you have quite a few Asian people, but we, we don't have that many black people. So, so yeah. So how does, how does that affect your day game? How do you? Um, yeah. So in, it's kind of different. So on, on the Eastern European side, it's actually been uh, very different. I, I, f- I feel like it's a lot easier for me, right? Maybe it's because I'm a shiny thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that doesn't, I mean that doesn't mean that the sets are easy. It just means that people will stop more often. Yeah. Um, if you if I still if I am sloppy with my interactions, they still drop. Right. It's so, a, it's an opener. Yeah, just it as is, looks, yeah. it's an opener. It's a foot in the door, but it's not like a sure thing. Of course. Um, however, in the U.S., it's kind of weird because sometimes, depending on what state you might be in, like actual like location, not emotional state. Mm-hmm. Um, Depending on the prejudices that exist within there, um, you I sometimes get bunched up uh, with everyone else. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in Manhattan, you have a lot of uh, hustlers and like just people on the street trying to either sell you something or get you to, I don't know, just random people, right, begging for money or something. Um, I feel that I've had to change just the way I dress so that I don't immediately get dumped into that category because so, so what do you change do you do you dress dress more posh or yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah but uh i want to be experimenting so i ordered different um kinds of clothes before I, I i started traveling and i'm going to spend a week just wearing a very particular style and doing day game and seeing how many people stop and what their reaction is and to see what kind of um what kind of look I really should be going for. So I'm going to go super professional. I'm going to go super, I guess, bad boy. Um, and somewhere in between. Can we say what do you do for a living? Right now I do nothing for a living. Yeah, but like... <laughs> yes, I... Yes. I make things on the internet work. <laughs> for short. I, I have magic powers in my hands and I can go in a room and make interesting things. Yeah, and, and I think... I like your approach where you're testing out things. And I think that's connected to what you do professionally. It's uh, programming and IT. I think uh, it is this analytical, analytical thinking. And what I've been, what I've realized, I've changed, I've went further and further away into the like bad boy category, the topics, the looks, and the shaved head, beard, ripped jeans, uh, I don't know, like more like tattoos, the chest tattoo that's always visible when I, whenever I wear a shirt. Uh, and I have realized that I went over the border. <laughs> I have become too much of a bad boy in a way. So right now, whenever I go out, I think like, is this too much? For, for, for places like Riga, is this too much? And I will wear a serious watch, for example just to add something to the bad boy side and i make sure in my sets and on dates to i'm testing humble bragging right now Mm -hmm. that we have spoken about i'm not saying you should do that i'm still testing it but i am testing humble bragging 
to show some value, show that I also do something serious. I have interesting friends. I'm experimenting with that to balance off, like to really have this bad boy side and this professional side. Yeah. And that like, they, they know you are the bad boy who's going to fuck them. Yeah. But you're not like a bum. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to work on looks in, in USA. And I still have to, because, uh, uh, again, as I said, in Manhattan, it's, I, I'm still calibrating. I'm trying to figure out. And it's very difficult in Manhattan. Everybody's walking really fast. Um, the kind of, of stops that I'm doing in Riga would not, would not fly. Yeah, like, from behind wouldn't work there probably. Like even like, they're so weak compared to, to what I do in Manhattan. But for Riga, if I did the Manhattan stop, I'd be a crazy guy. Yeah, it's too much. Right? It's just too much because yes. you don't That's need why that I much Don't effort. do the full yeah. on front stop run around with Riga. Yeah. Don't fucking do that. It's not, you don't need it here. It's strange. Yeah, in Riga, it's very, very different. You don't okay. have to be over the top. So what, what about safety when you travel to places like Eastern, Eastern Europe while being black? Have you ever felt like not safe because of that? I haven't felt not safe, but there was a time I was in Tallinn. Actually, I did not game much in Tallinn because the very time I went out to game, I was in the mall and I'd approached the two set. And this one random dude comes in and he's like, what are you doing? Why are you talking to these girls? And of course, there was a language barrier. So they looked confused while I was trying to uh, like work through the interaction. Yeah. But this dude is just like, are you trying to sell them drugs? I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to sell them drugs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, he basically ruined the set and then tried to kick me out of talent. I was like, go back to wherever you're from. Um, so there that, is a bit of that. Yeah. Here. That was the first time that ever happened. And it's, it's a shame because that was the first time I was literally my first set in talent. Um, now that said, I did, uh, while I was walking, I was there about four days. I walk around and like, they were actually some attractive people. I, I did feel compelled to approach and I did. Um, <laughs> one of them actually, it's funny when I was in set, one of the, an old lady just passes behind and says, you guys should stop flirting in, uh, in Estonian. Yeah. And I asked the girl, Hey, what did she say? She said, Oh yeah, you guys are, are flirting. You should stop flirting. But I think that was just more cheeky than, uh, than, negative but I, I did do about three more approaches in Tallinn but I basically I was like screw it that was before Riga right this was before Riga I think it, it is about calibration a bit as well about how visible you open mm-hmm. in a mall and and other places if you are too flashy then yeah maybe but it definitely is it's not cool uh, it is fucked up but uh, it one of the things to think about is like, are you being too flashy, too jump, like jumping around too much, uh, etc. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could say. I mean, I would definitely still go back to Thailand just because I, I don't think I def, I got a good, uh, a good enough idea of what it's like to yeah. be a game over there. So it's not written off. Um, yeah. So that was just talent, but um, I don't. I was told not to go to Moscow solo, so I don't know about Moscow. If I'm to go there, I don't want to go yeah. alone. I usually travel by myself, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I would go by myself to to Moscow. Okay, would you go again to the place where we were walking next to the river in Riga? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what the dude said, but something about like go go back wherever the fuck oh, or I mean, something it's one of those things i mean i'll go back to america the land of opportunity exactly well while, while they'll stay drinking like, <laughs> in the in riga next to a like, fucking river <laughs> where he's sending me back is pretty great so yeah so fuck jo- you dude jokes <laughs> on him. 
Um, yeah, we had this situation where we were walking by the river and like two drunkish guys were sitting and one of them sh- said something in English. No, in uh, and, Latvian actually. Because I didn't know. No, no, no. He said it in English. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. he said it in English. I didn't want to let it. I didn't want to leave it at that because, like, then it leaves a bad impression of Riga. I have to, I have to protect my my friends. We had a little chat with him. His friend that tried yeah. to keep us away His from like confrontation. Just, it's cool. It's cool. He's drunk. Yeah, yeah. Then then we walk off, and this drunk guy says something again. <laughs> 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 it was funny but yeah it ended good after the second time i went in like the, the sober guy that no no it's good please go away mm-hmm. we don't want yeah. problem blah 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 so it, it it ended pretty good uh and, and one more thing i know you were in serbia which is where i am considering mm-hmm. thinking about going in october so mm-hmm. can you say a few sentences what do you, what was your experience there what do you think about it yeah so serbia again i was shiny i was kind of i was getting very curious looks so and I would walk around at night by myself. Um, in the US, if I'm like a black dude working, walking like on the curbside, like sometimes people, if someone sees me, they'll, they'll get very antsy. They get yeah. like, yeah. right? I was in Belgrade and I'm walking on the curb and like this, it's really dark, right? And you just imagine the streets in Belgrade don't have lights everywhere. So random black dude walking. Girl coming from the other direction. She didn't bother. She didn't care at all. Yeah. And I actually stopped her to talk and she stopped, which was very refreshing because I'm like, oh shit, you know, not scared of me. <laughs> In fact, not only are you not scared of me, you're actually very receptive. And yeah. that was very refreshing. So I have only good things to say about Belgrade as of now. Um, I would definitely go back and I actually will go back. When are you going back? October? Yeah, sometime then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about that time. Well, anyways, I'll be there for a month. I'm getting a two-bedroom Airbnb probably there for a month, at least a month. And uh, we will probably see each other there if anyone else wants to join. Uh, yeah, just shoot me a message and we will figure stuff out. Okay. Uh, any last words to the church boys? Yeah, go out and game. Uh, yeah. And there is, uh, if you're in the day game group, um, the Telegram group, um, and you want to do your 25 sets a week, there's a different group for just people who are trying to take, actually not trying, who yeah, are taking, taking action. Because you get kicked out of the group yeah. if you don't take enough action. If you don't do 25 sets a week, you're pretty much kicked out. Um, and it's been 25 sets for the last, what, two months, I think? Like, Maybe two and a half. Yeah, like sometimes guys guys join and they don't do 25 for a week. But that's fine. But like if three weeks in a row you don't do 25, I just kick everyone out and it's equal rules for everyone because it's really a group I want to reserve for for people who take action. I don't even know why I'm doing that because like for me, it's just taking up my time and I'm not really mm-hmm. making money that way. But if that get, gets guys going out and taking action, I love because because I, I do this because I, I love actually even doing the podcast. We spoke about this with you today. I think mm-hmm. is that I said that people who listen to podcasts, uh, are very, very few of guys I coach are the ones that listen to podcasts. Guys who who I coach, they just find me. They don't listen to podcasts. They know they don't know we have a Telegram group. They don't know we have a Facebook group. They just send me an email like, "Hey, let's do this." Yeah, I can't get them to join the group. <laughs> I have so many guys I've coached who never joined the group, and I don't give a fuck about that. They don't want to do that. That's a shame. But uh, I still like doing this because, well, the more people change their lives, the because that's what I like. I, I like I, I, basically my, my calling in life is helping people really to do what they want to do in their life. 
Yeah, it's true. First is obviously figuring out what is, what is it that you like. Because when someone says, I'm looking for a relationship, I always ask, well, when you are sad and lonely at night, let's not take sad and lonely, but when you are sitting at night at home, are you Googling relationship advice in incognito mode? <laughs> <laughs> and then they, then they realize, okay, guys, uh, thank you for listening Mr. T, it's been great talking to you. I wanted to do this because I, I love talk, doing podcasts with guys who travel and, and have different different experiences from from different uh, who are from different backgrounds, etc. So thank you for doing this. Thank you, Villa, for assisting us and giving good input. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions, ask them in a group chat, and uh, we will try to answer them. Bye. Bye.